Hello, and welcome to The Missing Ingredient with Gwen. I'm your host, Gwen. And today we are going to talk about five reasons you're feeling like hot garbage. Now listen, this is an opportunity for you to get real with yourself. So don't skim over these things or just think, yeah, yeah, nothing new here, lady, without actually taking real time to challenge your thoughts and your current baseline and your current behaviors. Also, I am not a doctor and this is not medical advice. It's just an honest assessment. Like it's an assessment tool. And yeah, there is going to be other things in the world that are impacting how you feel. But these are some big ones. This is the assessment I give to myself as well. When I notice myself not showing up how I want to show up or feeling how I want to feel or being the person that I want to be. All right. I am calling us out here. But please know that this is based on needing to actually be honest with ourselves, but not mean to ourselves. Nobody needs that. That is never my intention. But sometimes we need a little bit of like real talk. (laughs) This is that. Okay, so let's get going. Here we go. Number one, what you're eating isn't right for your body in the season you're in. Now, this, of course, could mean you're eating a lot of unhealthy food and just can't seem to break out of that cycle, right? You're eating all the things, emotional eating, habitual eating, eating your feelings, stress eating, eating food that just is not healthy. This is a lot of humans, right? There's a lot of unhealthy options out there and they're very easy and available. And so it's a thing. But it can also mean you're actually eating with intention and trying to be good about it. But what you're doing is not right for your body in the season it's in. It's not working for you. Now, this one is a bit of a mind mess because we just keep telling ourselves we're eating healthy, right? But we're not paying attention to how ingredients are actually making us feel, which when it comes down to it is the most important thing to pay attention to. All right, here is what I've seen. Sometimes we've sold ourselves hard on something and feel like it's the best option. This showed up for me when I made my family go plant-based. And listen, I was doing it the right way. I was cooking everything from scratch and doing all the things. Like it was plant-based on point. I didn't buy anything pre-made or processed or anything like that. I was very intentional about it. But as we got deeper into it, I began to gain weight and my husband actually ended up so inflamed, he was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. I thought it was the right choice morally and 
a lot of people said it was the right thing to do, right? Environmentally. So I stuck to it, even though it made me feel worse and worse. Like we were all just getting worse. Now listen, to be clear, if you're out there like, what is she talking about? Plant-based is the best. If you're thriving on a plant-based diet, go for it. That is not my point that I'm trying to make here. What I'm saying is sometimes our moral concept of eating a certain way and what our body actually likes doesn't align. The important thing to know is in that equation, your body will always win. All right? Every damn time. And this can honestly happen with any way of eating because there's a lot of people who live on the edge of eating, you know, easy or highly processed foods and not actually paying attention to how those foods impact their health or energy, right? There's an assumption that if it says keto or vegan, it's healthy. But the food industry is boss at taking a trend and making unhealthy things that fit the rules. So this is just a friendly reminder to educate yourself and read the ingredients always, no matter what it says on the package, right? There's a bit of a digression. But anyways, the other thing is, of course, that we've reached a state of inflammation, We maybe have gut dysbiosis or an imbalance in our microbiome or whatever. Now, nothing will make you feel like hot garbage quicker than some inflammation, some gut health issues. And when we look at this, there's certain ingredients that are triggering us to feel like garbage. There's also circumstances, but we're just talking about food right here. This is why we do an elimination diet to simply remove the most common inflammation causing ingredients so our body can heal. And then when we intentionally reintroduce them, we have an understanding of these two things that can happen. Number one, we know what ingredients, we learn what ingredients are causing issues for us. And number two, the other potential outcome that will happen is our body has had a chance to heal and can now tolerate things differently. What this doesn't mean is diving into buckets of sugar and potato chips, all right? Your body will never tolerate that well. It is not designed for that. But you can find a balance that works for you. So you feel energetic and healthy and amazing and have a very clear understanding of the ingredients that make you feel like hot garbage. This is where I like to start with this elimination diet because you can go from feeling like a complete dumpster fire to feeling in amazing in as little as four days, like for real, honestly, I had no idea how much food impacted how how we feel. I remember the first time I did the Whole30, I had this day where I woke up 
full of energy. I felt so sharp and good in my body. And I was like, oh, now I see. This is what it means to feel good. And that's honestly one of the most common things I hear from clients when they do an elimination diet or friends or whoever. I had no idea how bad I felt until I felt better. This is what I'm talking about when I talk about our baseline, right? Our brain will normalize feeling like crap so it doesn't have to change. But that is a total bummer, right? We don't have to feel like crap, but we do have to eat for our body. All right. Number two reasons why you may currently be feeling like hot garbage is you are stressed the F out. And listen, most of us are because the world is intense right now. And more often than not, we've actually normalized it so we don't even really notice how activated our nervous system is all the damn time. And we feel confused why we can't fall asleep, why we wake up at 3 a.m. every night and lay there tossing and turning, why we wake up feeling like an empty shell of a human, why we're struggling with low energy and low moods. So low, we're questioning if we're depressed, we're feeling depressed, or we're anxious and we're sweating and we're overwhelmed, or we're feeling stuck, or why our poops are like liquid fire. Maybe we can't concentrate or create at work because our brain is jumping all over the damn place. Or maybe it feels like there's a wet blanket draped over it and we're lost in the fog. Sidebar, I grew up on the coast taking a boat to school and have legit been lost in the fog multiple times and it is real. The other way this shows up is we're snapping at the people we love the most and feel frustrated and resentful and just exhausted with all of the damn effort, right? I will never stop talking about the impact of stress on your body. It is so real. It is not sustainable and it will drive your body to a breaking point. Our body is always giving us feedback and it is our job to listen and start paying attention, especially if you're here and you're in your 40s or 30s or older. We cannot continuously ignore the signs and expect them to just go away on their own. They will not. It will get worse. Stress is attributed to something like 80 or even 90% of disease. So it's like putting poison on the roots. It doesn't matter how much fertilizer or water you give the plant. If the roots are poisoned, it is in trouble. And I know that sounds dramatic, but it's true. All right? It doesn't matter how much kale you're eating and how much yoga you're doing. If You are stressed out all the damn time. All right. Number three, (laughs) you haven't had fun in the last forever. Most of my people here are women. 
caregivers and people that are sensitive or empaths. And many of them haven't had time to laugh in ages. They don't even remember how. All right. This is also part of my own personal journey. I know it well. It's a default mode of my own that is driven from a lifetime of constantly being worried and feeling the need to assess every other emotion in a room or environment before I can even imagine having a good time. And as a mom, there's always a lot of emotions in a room. Know what I'm saying? Now, at some point, I realized this left very little room for spontaneous laughter and fun and joy and silliness and creativity and just whatever in my life and made me a version of myself that I didn't even recognize. I was like, who is this lame ass chick? Seriously, just low grade anxiety all the damn time, worried, stressed, clenching my jaw so hard I would wake up with headaches and just feeling exhausted. And the impact of this on our daily life is so real. Because if we don't have any balance in our life to all of the stressors and all of the things and all of the pressure, if we don't have moments of time that are just for ourselves, that are just for being weird and silly and, I don't know, creative and get into a flow state, we become a shell of who we are meant to be. This is the beginning of an imbalanced adult life. And this has been part of me It's been around for my entire life. When I was younger, I created the balance by being really obnoxious and partying all the time and doing all of the things. And as I aged, I made it more appropriate by like um, a daily glass or two of rosé or like fun dinner parties. But this only ends up adding fuel to the fire, right? This kind of numbing, using alcohol or food or screens or whatever to numb out a lack of genuine joy does not result in anything positive. Trust me. So effort must be made to rediscover real, authentic, for you, fun. And it must be taken as seriously as finding time to scroll your favorite social media platforms, right? Don't even come at me with, I don't have time for that. I see you. I am you. And our brain is very crafty. It will tell us all the damn time we don't have time for anything. But listen, you have time. I can assure you that we can both find 30 minutes a week, even if it's broken up into like five minute chunks of time to bust out our journal and brainstorm ideas for us to try and have more fun, right? Maybe it's like just as simple as taking out 
a new interior design book from the library while our kids are picking out their books or signing up for a painting class. Even though we're total shit at it, don't let that be part of this conversation. Don't let I'm not good enough. I can't. I'm I'm terrible at this. I've never done it before. Even come into this equation. All right. It doesn't matter. It's not about that. It's about fun. Finding new things that will make you have more fun. Sidebar. Usually that will also mean you will feel uncomfortable. That's normal. All right. It's normal. That's what we're going for. All right, number four, we're not balanced with our essentials. In order for us to actually feel good, we need to have some kind of balance between the essentials of health and happiness and wellness. What are they, you might ask? Well, I'm so glad you did because I'm going to tell you. All right, number one is sleep. This is not in order, but it could be, all right? You cannot feel good if you're not sleeping. Maybe you can fudge it for a while with all that extra coffee, but slowly your brain starts to fry. Then your food choices start to look like a bakery or a candy shop, and you're living off of caffeine to get through your day. And trust me, the long game does not end well with this, all right? It all starts to unravel if you're not prioritizing seven to nine hours of sleep. Number two, exercise. We know and understand very clearly that exercise is helpful at creating a healthy healthy body. There's no getting around how awesome exercise is for your body. It makes your body healthier. But in addition to that, exercise is about mental health cognition, stress cycle completion, digestion, all kinds of things. And did I mention your mental health? It's also important to understand that this is about movement. You don't need fancy tights and a gym membership or a yoga punch pass to exercise. You don't need 60 minutes of whatever or a spin class. Also, one last thing, sometimes Some of you are out there completely over-exercising. You're burning your body out. It is literally the only tool some of y'all have for creating space for yourself. Your body needs you to balance out your shit better. Enough with the spin class and hit class and marathons, if this is you. It is time for yoga and qigong and tai chi and whatnot, or a hot bath. You have got to create balance. If you're out there over-exercising, you are out there burning your body out, okay? Now, if you know, you know. Some of y'all need to get up off the couch. Some of y'all need to go have a hot bath. Number three, connection. We're living in the most isolating times ever, even though we're more tuned into every single thing, especially the horrific things that are happening in the world. It is wild, but it is not helping us be healthy and feel good. 
the constant connection to the world and lack of connection in real life is causing a massive spike in dis-ease. Whether it's mental health, emotional health, spiritual health, or physical health, it is all impacted by a lack of connection and being in a community and strong, safe relationships. All right? Number four, the rest of the essentials are the things we've already mentioned above. Diet, stress management, and fun or flow state or whatever. All right? Those are your essentials. If you're not prioritizing them or finding balance within them, I'm not saying perfect, I'm fine. I'm saying balance. There's a good chance you're going to feel like hot garbage. All right. The number five reason why you might currently be feeling like hot garbage is you are not listening to you. This happens a lot. I grew up with a narcissistic parent and a secondary belief that my role was to be happy and ensure everyone else's happiness. So I grew up actively learning how to not listen or trust my own thoughts and intuitions, all right? This took an incredible amount of effort to achieve because our own inner voice, she's there, she's got stuff to say. So I practiced very hard at numbing these things out and it did not go well for me. (laughs) I did a lot to crush the voice in my head and heart and soul because I didn't know what to do with her. I was scared. I didn't want to change or do hard things. I didn't think I was capable of it. I didn't think it was available for me. It just seemed so much easier to avoid whatever was happening in my own head. It seemed so much easier to look for external ideas. It seemed so much easier to constantly outsource that so that I didn't have to take responsibility And also, it came from that long history of just being taught not to trust my own self. Luckily for me, (laughs) I discovered that being a mom was the hardest thing I'd ever done. It forced me to do work on myself. Because I didn't want to be a mom that lost my shit all the time and had no emotional regulation and created an unsafe environment to grow up in. I wanted to break that cycle. This meant learning to listen to my own damn thoughts and feelings. And I will tell you something. Even though it was strangely scary and overwhelming and felt like a disaster. And thank goodness I have had coaches and people to help me through this. It has been so damn good. It has been more than good. When we make time for our own thoughts and feelings, it gives us the capacity to live and love more fully and joyfully and freely. Like, it is so good. Now, I encourage everyone to make time daily to listen to themselves. It's like meditation, only different in the way that instead of letting thoughts go and not really giving them any weight, 
you're actively trying to discover what you are thinking. This is huge. If you're struggling with a health challenge or feeling moody or you're just straight up struggling, right? This is actually a huge cornerstone of my coaching because when we start to discover what we're thinking, we can see how those thoughts impact how we feel and how we act or show up for life when we feel like that. It's pretty much everything. (laughs) So, How is this all landing for you? These are the top fives. And I know there's like that sneaky subset of a whole bunch of other things (laughs) in number four. But is there an area that stands out for you? Making even small changes in any area will have a huge impact on how you feel physically, but also mentally, emotionally, and about yourself. When you genuinely start caring for yourself, you cannot help but like yourself more and want to keep caring for yourself. This makes you feel great instead of like garbage, okay? It builds self-confidence and makes setting boundaries easy and really elevates everything in your life. Because if you're not feeling good physically, mentally, emotionally, or spiritually, it will impact every single part of your life, every relationship, every decision, every eating choice, every decision you're making about whether you're going to go for exercise or not, what you wear, your parenting, your willingness to try new things or go after something you want. It impacts everything. So, If you don't currently feel great, start here. Start with something on the list and see how it starts to improve everything. And clearly, there's other things, as mentioned, that can impact how we're feeling. But these are five big ones. Number one, what you're eating. Number two, your stress load. Number three, if you're having any fun and enjoyment in your damn life. Number four, the essentials, which include stress, your diet, relationships and connections, fun times, and your sleep. And number five, if you're paying attention to yourself, to your thoughts, you will not create a life you love or a body you love if you're perpetually trying to numb it and everything in your life. That math will never add up. I promise. Okay? Thank you for listening today. And if you got anything out of this episode, please share it on all your socials or with your friends or family. It makes a huge difference in the growth of this show. And I just want to say thank you to y'all out there. There's been a lot of sharing and reaching out and it fills my heart with joy to connect with you guys, to see how these episodes are impacting you. (sighs) You guys are a bunch of amazing humans. And lastly, if you want to learn more about working with me one-on-one, you can schedule your free consultation in the show notes or apply to the wait list. Thank you again for being here. You really are incredible.